You look at the horizon, and where the sun should be is now a melded version of Florence and Diane screaming as loud as they can, heralding the start of a new day. This is Paper News Out Loud. Hello and good morning. I'm your host, Diane Weathersby. Hello and good morning. I'm your co-host, Florence Strumsby. Thank you for listening to Paper News Out Loud. Good morning, listeners. The coffee is as hot as we are, and we're ready to bring you today's most important news before you head to the office or the void or the trench around your town to keep the zombies out. Now, we know you're tired and that, hey, sometimes that piping in a cup of French roast is the only thing that gets you going in the morning. We're all just sacks of flesh and minerals destined to die. In today's episode, we have all the important morning news you need to find importance in the empty void that is life. What kind of coffee are you drinking today, Diane? (laughs) Oh, tragic news, Florence. Breaking news, really. I've given up coffee. I switched to black tea. As my body ages and gets older and more decrepit, it can no longer handle the 20 to 40 ounces I shoot straight into my stomach every morning. I had to do what's best for my surely developing ulcers and have coffee as a rare treat. Life is pain. How about you? You know, I'm really sorry to hear that, Diane. Just know that we are all here with you and that I will drink whatever coffee is left over in your absence. Thank you. And as far as I go, I just drink the cheapest coffee I can get my hands on. Um, But holiday coffee creamer is right around the corner. So that's something we all can look forward to. Give me that peppermint mocha. Oh, for real, for real, for real. On a happier note, I did have a hearty glass of wine, so am I a little tipsy? It's anyone's guess. Plus, wine and beer used to be a breakfast staple long before orange juice was ever invented. So it's fine, probably. Some say it's the most important meal of the day. Others say that breakfast is actually a money-making gimmick started by an industry as ludicrous as Hallmark. For many of us, breakfast is a way to fuel our day or possibly recover from a night of drinking with our friends. The culture of breakfast in America as we know it today was jump-started by the rise of breakfast cereal companies. But let's look back further than that. Unsurprisingly, the American three meals a day policy was not standard in other cultures. Native Americans would eat small amounts of food throughout the day and would occasionally fast. Historically, in medieval Europe, Breakfast was either a way for laborers to make it through their hard hours of work or a showcase of wealth for the upper class. American colonists did eat breakfast, but it usually occurred after completing morning work. In the 13th century, notable theologian Thomas Aquinas thought it was a sin to eat breakfast because it was too early in the day and it was wrong to eat before morning mass. So how did we get here? Are we just more sinful now? Probably, but like, who cares? Some historians suggest that the Tudors invented breakfast in the 16th century because they also invented the concept of employment so they can fuck right off, in my opinion. Breakfast isn't worth it. (laughs) But before that, people were able to come and go from their home in order to eat when they needed to, so a hearty breakfast in the morning wasn't necessary. The Industrial Revolution solidified the need for people to have large, sustaining breakfasts. Okay, Florence, let's play a fun word association game. Just say the first thing that comes to mind. Let's do a few for funsies. Cheese and... Peanut butter. Coffee and... Toothpaste. 
eggs and pickled herring. Yay, you win! So bacon is actually a conspiracy, and I hate to say it, but I need everyone to know it. I'm not saying don't eat it if you want to, but I just need you to know why. More after the break. What's that sizzling? What's that smell? It's your friendly neighborhood bacon provider located exactly where you'd expect. Come on down anytime before four and Lloyd will hook you up with the best cuts. Please note, the pigs located at the slaughterhouse are just for show and the bacon is 100% plant-based. Sizzle them up good. Hey kids, do you like cereal? You do? Why? Why do you like cereal? Why does anyone like cereal? If you know why people like cereal, and you have several hours to explain it to me over the phone, please call in at 1-800-WAIT-WHAT-WHY. <sighs> As I was saying, bacon... <laughs> is a conspiracy. Back in the days of the 1920s, Americans were eating, get this, light breakfast. Where was the bacon? Not in the breakfast. And Edward Bernays, the father of public relations and also propaganda, saw a deep problem with that. This slick son of a bitch got 5,000 doctors to sign a letter recommending that Americans eat healthier breakfasts, and damn it, it worked. He got the doctors promoting bacon, a common health food, <laughs> yep, bacon with breakfast, as part of a healthy breakfast in order to help a company called Beech Nut increase Gross. their bacon sales. So yeah, that's the, that's the depth of the conspiracy. Guess what? It was for consumerism, my friends. Who saw this one coming? <laughs> Thanks, capitalism. So for the last 98 or so years, bacon has been a staple in breakfast because of a great marketing campaign. The problem now, of course, is that there's no amount of doctors that can get me to stop eating bacon for breakfast. Am I right? Like, really, like, breakfast meats are so bad for you. Like, sausage links and Every bacon. They're just, like, fat. <laughs> but and they're like, so good. Right, and I dip and them in maple syrup. <laughs> Just slather them in maple syrup. And then when you think of, like, a healthy breakfast, like, not necessarily, but, like, a typical breakfast, like, your typical country breakfast are, like, two fried eggs, bacon, probably also with sausage, pancakes or French toast, and then a huge side of hash browns that were also fried in butter. So, like, that you go to a restaurant and that's, like, your breakfast comfort food. And what are muffins except for breakfast cake? Yeah, they're just breakfast cupcakes. And, like, some of them have frosting. Like, you go to Perkins and you get a pumpkin muffin and it has frosting. It's not a muffin. It's, it's a, a cupcake. cupcake. It's a cupcake. Okay, I digress. Anyway, as we talk about traditional breakfast foods, what comes to mind? Your cereals, oatmeal, omelets, pancakes, French toast, crepes, waffles, hash browns, skillets, and meat. And that's all well and good, but I've noticed that a lot of things on this list are very limiting. Like, it's very limiting. And with so many foods out there, you know, I, that wasn't an inclusive list. There's quite a few more. 
Wouldn't you want to start your day with the best and your favorites? So let's talk about some of our favorite breakfasts, weirdest breakfast, and celebrity-inspired dishes. I'll start. My favorite breakfast is taco dip. I'm honestly not joking. I say a lot of dumb things, but I need to impress upon everyone that I am being 100% genuine right now. It's taco dip. Nothing makes me happier when getting up in the morning knowing that I have taco dip. Whenever I attend a friend or a family function where I'm expected to bring food, I make taco dip and I make a double batch or I make sure to buy enough ingredients that I have plenty to make for my own personal supply. This is something I look forward to in the morning. Like I actually just look forward to it. And so gross. Like, it's an after-work treat. It's just so, like, I honestly, when I have taco dip, I can't stop thinking about it. It's ridiculous. I could eat it literally every single day and never get sick of it. I love taco dip so much, and I'm almost 100% sure I've talked about this. Um, burning love for taco dip before, but one can never speak enough about their one heart's desire. But moving on, Florence, what are, like, the your favorite or like your weirdest breakfast that you've eaten that you indulge in gosh okay because my husband eats dinner food is breakfast food and i find that so disgusting wait gross you're married <laughs> I know, right? oh. <laughs> oh gosh like you mean like leftover dinners yeah like leftover like what did we have the other day it was something like burgers Something like that. Just like a full mm-hmm. dinner meal. Like that guy has eaten mashed potatoes and gravy before for dinner. And that just grosses me out. Or for, for breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. And that just grosses me out so much. I would I, do that though. Because okay. I, like time of day doesn't really influence my food choices. It's just what I want. And honestly, what I have like on hand, that's easiest for me. So like heating up leftovers, super easy. And like half the time I'll have like eggs for supper. Yeah, like, I get breakfast for dinner. I get mm-hmm. that. Brunner. Brunner. But, man. Or as my dad calls it, because it's breakfast for supper. I just can't imagine just sitting down with leftover steak and just mowing on that in the morning. I just can't. Mm-hmm. I just need traditional breakfast food. Or, like, we'll go to Burger King for breakfast, and he'll get burgers. That's a big mistake, just to even go to Burger King for breakfast. So I know it is. you do that to yourself? Why do you let that happen? Do you just want diarrhea for the rest of the day? I have no control here. But anyway, I feel very strongly about this. I'm a big advocate for traditional breakfast food. You are a person, though, that can't have soup when it's hot or ice cream when it's cold. So you're yeah. very, like... food you're influenced by your surroundings and the temperature (laughs) for what food you're eating like I eat pizza for breakfast just all the time like if it's there I'm eating it I'll eat it for every meal until it's gone I should go to the doctor (laughs) my cholesterol is probably terrible (laughs) the heart is just not good it's like bad heart sludge through my veins like molasses but what's your, like, what is something that you eat for breakfast that's, like, weird? Or are you just a very, you don't eat anything weird? Gosh. No, I think the closest to weird breakfast I ever had is when I go to my parents, they have BLTs for breakfast. Oh, my God. I forgot how much I love BLTs. <laughs> but other than that, I, like, I eat, like, oatmeal or mm-hmm. yogurt or, like, breakfast sandwiches and nothing's, like, weird, mm-hmm. I guess. It's just, like, traditional American breakfast food. 
But you can make any sandwich a breakfast sandwich if you put an egg on it. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> and stick it between two pancakes. <laughs> Who needs bread anymore? Okay, there is one thing that I wouldn't eat for breakfast, and that would be, like, a salad. Like, an actual, like, spinach or lettuce oh. salad. Like, that <laughs> would be terrible for breakfast. But, like, if I was going to have, like, a leftover noodle salad or something, I would eat that for breakfast. Or a hot dog. <laughs> I just can't do it. Like, I can't imagine that. I'm not Like, healthy. the dinner salad is, like, extra repulsive to me. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's the ranch. Like, you can't have ranch that early in the day. There's, like, a 10 o'clock. Well, unless you're eating with leftover pizza and Parmesan cheese, then that's an exception. Then you need that. Then you need that. Then that's what about pizza. Okay, so you've got leftover chicken nuggets from McDonald's. Oh, okay. First of all, leftover anything from McDonald's should just go straight in the trash. That's. Do you remember when our old roommate got a McDouble? Was it a McDouble or a McChicken? And she put it in the fridge and it was just like a rock for like four days. Did she eat it? I think she still ate it. No, I think she took it out and she's like, do you think this is so good? And we're both like, no. No, you'll die. You will, you will actually die if you try to eat that. And this has been the biggest digression that we've had on Paper News Out Loud. Oh, yeah. That was like five years ago. Yeah. She's still so alive, young. though. So the McDonald's didn't do her in. Good for her. I'm so proud of her. She just got married, too. Nice job. Yeah. Good job. Not nice just work. got married. When did that happen? This year? I don't remember. It's been yeah, a Yeah, July. Year. Wow, it feels like 15 years ago already. It does. We're old. Oh. Okay, well, anyway, I thought it would be fun to rate some foods as to how breakfastable they are, which we kind of did, um, but we didn't talk about which of our favorite celebrities probably indulge in them for breakfast. Okay, the first one that I was thinking about, because I've been kind of on, like, a pudding kick lately. (laughs) (laughs) Milk has been on sale. Um, Chocolate pudding. Would you eat it for breakfast, scale 1 to 10? 10 being absolutely I would eat that for breakfast. 1 would be never, ever would I ever eat that for breakfast in any circumstances. I like, will challenge you. So, maybe a 2. What if I put it on pancakes? 10. <laughs> <laughs> in between French toast. Not in between pr- French toast, but on pancakes I would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like the pudding pancakes at yeah. um, the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Chocolate pudding, and that's an eight. I, I, nope, it's a ten. I had it for breakfast a week ago. Moving <laughs> Not on. four days ago. Okay, and the celebrity who I think would eat chocolate pudding for breakfast would probably be Ryan Reynolds, because that guy's into some weird shit. Yeah, he's a loose cannon, and he would absolutely eat chocolate pudding for breakfast. Dressed up as Deadpool. <laughs> um, okay, so you kind of mentioned this one, but steak. Would you have steak for breakfast? Okay, but I don't like steak on a day-to-day day what why do i have to learn all these things about you you knew this about me you repress it <laughs> i do i think i do do that <laughs> when you have like a food thing you don't like i just repress it because i don't understand it but from an outside perspective people like steak and eggs so i can yeah respectfully see the value of that one I make a really good breakfast skillet with New York strip steak. Ooh. So it's very good. That sounds fancy. That sounds like so fancy ten. <laughs> 10. I would eat that for breakfast. 10. Like okay. Chrissy Teigen. Is that how you say her last name? Teigen? I think it's Teigen. 
Tegan? I don't know, actually. I guess I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it. I've, I've just said it in it. my head. <laughs> I she feel like she's it. just, like, boss enough to eat steak. Yeah. And she would, Raw. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> that will give you worms, maybe. Yeah, her and John Legend probably, like, have really fancy steak and, like, eggs benedict for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about this one? Grilled cheese. Okay, ten, because you can make eggs in a basket using a grilled cheese and you fry an egg in the middle of it. It's super good. Mm-hmm. You call it eggs in the basket? Yeah. Oh, what do I call it? I've had it before. Like, eggs in a hole, I think, is what Maybe it's called. Maybe eggs in a hole, Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I get that. But yes, grilled cheese, and then you put, like, just make a really intense breakfast sandwich, but even just a plain grilled cheese with tomato soup, like, that's a 10. I would eat that. And I think, who would eat that as breakfast? Jason Derulo. I know nothing about Jason Derulo. <laughs> Jason Derulo. So, pr- probably? <laughs> sure. His Let's name rhymes with that. grilled cheese. Sure does. Sure does, Florence. <laughs> So, that was fun. As you know, the best part of waking up is eating whatever you damn well please. Some people will tell you not to eat those things, like Florence. Like, she, well, she won't tell you not to eat those things. She just won't eat them. And I'll silently judge you for eating them. And she'll silently judge you. If you're me. But, like, people used to think bacon was healthy and sickness was caused by ghosts in your blood. So just be happy. Or don't. I don't know. You do you, man. Breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Carnation Instant Breakfast. It's the dawn of time. You are nothing but a microbe wiggling in a pool of tepid earth water. Then, a miracle. A goddess of life floats down from above you. You remember the light. Then you were given life. Breakfast. Essential classic vanilla poured into that pool of water, giving you all the nutrients that you need to evolve into a full-fledged human being. Carnation. Good nutrition from the start. Do you ever look down at your toast in the morning and think, gosh, I wish I had time to boil this? Well, don't wait any longer. It's time to get your lovely boiled bread breakfast in your mouth right now, and we're calling them bagels. And also, do you ever get frustrated whenever you get to the middle of your slice of bread and you think, gosh, I wish this was just a little break in between the biting? Well, don't fear. We put an innovative negative space in the bagel so that you can give your teeth a rest. Enjoy a new pre-sliced bagel today because it's not breakfast unless it's boiled. Your alarm, alarm clock goes off. You're probably thinking, okay, guy, there is nothing you can do or say that'll make it any easier. No product exists that could make my morning anything less than the atrocious butthole that it is. Well, friends, that's where you're wrong. In fact, in fact, you can buy better mornings. Today, we have a small handful of morning improving items that we want to review for you. So that you can give them a whirl yourself. Wow. How generous of us. The first item that Diane is modeling is the morning head cap, bed head cure. It feels nice. <laughs> you look like a swimmer. You look like Michael Phelps. Thank you. He's strong. Do you have some wicked bed head? Yes. 
Are those late night tramps hunting the local vampire that has been terrorized in your village and eating your livestock really messing with your style? Yes. Then the morning head cap is the product for you. Ooh. Just dump some fresh water in that bad boy and Viola. Magic. Your hair is instantly styled and hella fresh. But how does it work? Well, when you wet your hair, it activates millions of highly skilled nanorobots that constantly live on your scalp. They wake up and boy, are they unimpressed by your wild, crazy hair, you monster. That makes a lot of sense. It's a, it feel like I can feel them moving around and fixing just everything about my hair. The fun part about this cap is that you can actually choose what style you wanted to style your hair in. So curls, just crank that notch to the curl setting. Kind of like Animal Crossing, where you can go in and get your head shaved, and then the Mm. next day you can go back and ask for really long hair. Full head of hair. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of like that. Um, The only... You know, downside is you do have to offer a blood sacrifice to the nano robots mm. twice a year. They do accept like chickens and things like that, which mm-hmm. is something to be aware of. That seems fair. Mm-hmm. Um, do they store any data about my like style and my mm-hmm. daily ongoings, like to the government? Do they give them that information? So I'm kind of worried yeah. about privacy here with nano robots on my head. Yeah, so the nanorobots automatically update all style information to the cloud to keep your style preferences safe. Oh, um, they okay. also use cookies to track the style preferences that you choose so that you can get um, appropriate hair suggestions on your social media. And oh, I cannot that's disclose the information about the government at this time. Okay, well, it's, I mean, it's a sacrifice, you know, we sacrifice a lot of things for ease in our daily lives, you know, so mm-hmm. <laughs> what's, what's one more thing, you know, what can they even do with my hairstyle habits, you know? What can they do with robots constantly attached to my brain? <laughs> right, probably nothing. So folks, go out and buy this amazing product because like, I've never felt so good and I think they're also giving me a scalp massage, so <laughs> yeah, get it, get it. The- the next product we're modeling is a bagel guillotine. Why use a knife that you already have in your kitchen when you can spend money on a bagel guillotine? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It makes you feel like a real French king. So with this little bad boy, you can cut, slice any size of bagel in half for optimal what? toasting purposes. What? Get Simply out. insert your bagel on the head block and just can, can you jam the... Jam it down. Can you say insert your bagel one more time but slower and a little more sensually? Insert your bagel. (laughs) Great. I cut potatoes with this thing. Slice the potato heads right off. It doesn't dull. It doesn't dull. You never need to sharpen it. You'll never need a knife again. (laughs) All you need is a bagel guillotine. Because of increased demand for the bagel guillotine to be used in other things, it is available in four different sizes. Bagel sized, potato sized, watermelon sized, and human head sized. (laughs) And human head sized. So definitely we give this product our recommendation, four out of five stars. Um, Mm -hmm. Make sure you check it out on Amazon's Black Friday deals. Uh, why did you take off one star? Why is it a four-star product and not a five-star product? 
Well, while chopping the potatoes, I accidentally removed part of my human hand. Not a big deal because of the two non-human hands that I possess, but Mm -hmm. just a real inconvenience. Right. If that was your only human hand, oof, that would be... That would be a letter to the company, I think. Traumatizing. So, yeah, I guess that is a good thing to note that if you do have, like, small children or animals that are going to be operating the bagel guillotine to just let them know that there's no safeguards and damage to their phalanges could be permanent. The next item that we are modeling for you today is a glazed donut breakfast sandwich from the infamous company known as Dunkin' Donuts which is actually soon to be known just as Dunkin', because what does America run on? Dunkin'. No, that's not true to our international friends. It's simply a falsehood. America runs on fear, both existential and tangible. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Anyway, I kind of lost the plot there, but Dunkin' Donuts released this creation onto us in an attempt to make morning suck less, and it really works. You get this bacon, and you get this egg, and this cheese, and you put it all nice piping hot on a glazed donut sliced with a bagel guillotine, and your morning is so good and so happy while you're eating it. It's bliss. Have you gotten a chance to put this into your face hole, Florence? Yeah, so I did actually pick up the Dunkin' Donuts um, glazed donut sandwich prior to a lipid blood test. And Mm -hmm. while I have to say that the sandwich was delicious, it did turn my blood into a sugary sludge. So just be aware. Be mindful. Mm -hmm. If you're going to the doctor to get your lipids tested, you know, maybe don't eat this immediately prior. Save it for after. As a treat. That is one of the side effects of this breakfast that um, will pay for your happiness. You will be sacrificing the quality of your life because after all the carbs and sugar, you'll crash. Falling asleep on your desk and your tummy is just going to be so darn upset. You'll also be sacrificing for sure your 80s. Most definitely your 70s, probably your 60s. And while you might see your 50s, don't have grandiose ideas about having the ability to climb stairs. Your heart will just be clogged with donut particulate matter. But it's worth it for that morning happiness fix. And who knows? In 30 years, you'll probably be able to buy a new heart anyway. Did I mention that it's simply delicious? Today, I went to slip my toes into my fluffy, comfy bunny slippers. To my dismay, they got up and started hop, hop, hopping away. After several hours of leaving intricate traps with carrots' bait, I finally snagged them both. One of them found a letter. It read, Dear Florence and Diane, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm a straight-up bee in the morning. I've read lots of articles online about how to have the best morning ever, but no amount of yoga or soothing alarm clocks will do it for me. How can I be less grumpy when I wake up? Sincerely, Grumpy Pants Gretchen. Well, Grumpy Pants, I am very familiar with this early morning grouchiness that you're going through. And boy, howdy, do I have a way for you to combat this. A mild caffeine addiction. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. If you haven't tried coffee in the morning before, I definitely recommend you do it now, as to allow ample time to develop a thorough and crippling addiction. And you don't want to start out with the weak stuff. So we reached out to WikiHow to help us help you make the perfect cup of coffee. 
So start by buying fresh roasted beans. The first step is making sure that your product is good and tasty. If you were trying to find the best chocolate in the entire world, you wouldn't start by buying a bag of chocolate chips, right? Right. Right. So to get started on your coffee journey, don't cut corners. Go straight for the freshly roasted beans. You can determine which beans are best by emptying all of the beans they have in the grocery store into the aisle and then laying on top of them. You'll be able to feel the quality. As you make snow angels in the freshly roasted coffee beans, you'll be able to tell which ones are worth your time when they touch your skin. Alternatively, you can check the date they were roasted on right on the packaging, which is less likely to get you banned from your favorite grocery store. Once you find the perfect roast, store it in an airtight container with three strands of your hair tied with a sage leaf and red thread. This will prevent the beans from getting stale, which is crucial for brewing a good cup of coffee. The hair and the sage will bind your soul to the beans, and if the right demon takes mercy on you, they will keep your coffee fresh and delicious, no matter how long it's stored in the container. Florence, I can personally speak to this. I have spent years trying to find the perfect coffee beans um, to work with my particular situation, and Mm -hmm. I really didn't get the flavor that I was looking for until I did capture um, Reginald, my resident demon, and convince him to um, bind the beans to my soul and protect their freshness for me. So it's it's really worth the the yeah. hassle of befriending a demon, for sure. Worth the effort. You got your beans, they're all stored good, you might be possessed by a demon. It's best to grind the beans right before brewing. If you grind all the coffee all at once, it could potentially lose its flavor over time, even when stored with the hair. So grind your beans right before you brew them to maximize the flavor. While electronic grinders that you can buy at any big box store might be appealing for their ease, this isn't actually the best way to get your grind on. To get the best coffee flavor, you can buy four adult oxen from your nearest rancher pioneer supply shop, dump all your beans into a large pen, and bribe the oxen to walk over said beans by luring them around with carrots and cabbage. They will crush the beans with their oxen bodies, and bonus, your coffee will have that good, sweet hoof flavor. It's a hard flavor to find. Yeah, it's just not a, like, normally you can't find that on the shelves of your favorite grocery store. You have to really achieve that one. Right, that one is one you can be proud of because you worked for it. And it also turns out buying, storing, and grinding your beans isn't even the most important part. Brewing is. This is the time when you truly succumb to the coffee addiction and something takes a grip on your soul. So you can go with a good old drip brew in a good old-fashioned coffee pot. You just can't go wrong. You can also dabble in pour-over coffee, which is my personal favorite um, brew method. I love just like leaning my face directly over the coffee as I pour hot water over the ground beans and get a refreshing coffee steam facial. And maybe you're more edgy than this. Maybe you know this isn't metal enough to make you actually enjoy your coffee. So here are a couple alternative methods. One, replace all the oil in your car with coffee. Drive around until the coffee has moved thoroughly through the engine. Drain and replace every 10,000 miles and enjoy that grimy brew that comes with it. Or option number two, sometimes you can't force the best brew. You have to let nature do the work. Put your coffee in a metal coffee pot with some water. Attach this pot to a large metal rod and stab it into the middle of an empty field. 
wait until the next lightning storm rolls around, and if the weather gods are in your favor, there will be a big old strike on that coffee pot. Enjoy your nature brewed coffee. The weather gods will be more in your favor if you do offer them a cup to share. They love coffee. And because, I mean... They will take it as tribute. Right. The weather gods, they can't get demons to protect their coffee beans to keep in that flavor. And angels just don't do a good job. Everyone knows this. So, like, they really appreciate good demon-protected coffee, even if they won't put that out in the official literature. So by now, you're probably thoroughly and uncontrollably addicted to coffee. You did it, champ. But now you need more, and you need it better. The answer isn't waiting 900 years in a Starbucks drive-thru. In fact, you can find the answer right inside your own home. There's a Starbucks in my home? So start by cleaning your stuff. Coffee leaves a strong territorial scent. If the coffee residue isn't removed, this can lead to the next brew not feeling confident in itself and being weaker and less delicious. Alternatively, you can figure out your coffee-to-water ratios. This is the step of a real coffee champion. Most of us just dump the amount of coffee that looks right into the filter and go on with our day, not knowing that we haven't unlocked our true coffee potential. Try getting an advanced math degree. Focus all your time and energy on ratios. Understand how the molecule of coffee is related to each molecule of water. Write complicated formulas on large chalkboards. Go forth and brew the most proportional cup of coffee that ever existed. Take on several apprentices and show them the ropes. And lastly, try absorbing your coffee through osmosis. Maybe you hate the flavor of coffee, but you love the caffeine burst that you get from the hot brew. Try instead brewing the coffee into your bathtub. Submerge yourself into the coffee and lay there for several hours until you have fully absorbed the coffee through your skin and into your bloodstream. These are all great tips, Florence. They are. Like, I can't wait to try these out when, um, and maybe some of these will circumvent, like, the stomach ulcers that I have not officially been diagnosed with, but I have self-diagnosed myself with. So that would be great. The osmosis one might be your best friend. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think I would, my skin would just melt from the acid since apparently I'm so sensitive to it? So risk you're going to have to take. I guess so. It is worth it. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm just being stupid. Like, this is not a big deal. How important is your health relative to coffee? I mean, I eat taco dip for breakfast whenever (laughs) I can get it. So what difference does it make? But anyway, grumpy pants... I'm talking to you, listener, not Diane. It's okay to be a little grumpy in the morning. It happens to the best of us, but hopefully your newfound coffee addiction helps. Psst. Hey, friend. Hey. Hey, it's me, the sun. Do you miss me? I know we haven't seen each other lately since I'm only out while you're at work, but hey, I'm still here. And I'm here to tell you to eat more breakfast and uh, take care of yourself. And I'll see you in a few months. You know that it's my turn to take care of the Southern Hemisphere this time of year. Just remember, I love you. Okay. Okay, bye. Hey, kids. Are you hyped for the upcoming 4K release of the 2016 movie Gods of Egypt? Well, don't start that popcorn maker just yet, because you from Thunder Road Pictures, it's Beckos! That's uh, Beck as in B-E-K. It's Beck. He's the protagonist of the movie Gods of Egypt. 
Beko's comes in fruit flavor and up to four Egypt-themed shapes. Also, specially marked boxes come with Gods of Egypt action figures, including Beck, Horus, Set, Ra, and Isis, the Egyptian goddess of health, marriage, and wisdom. Order a box today! Please? We have so many boxes. Hey, Florence. Can you pull this train into the motivation station? Choo-choo. Waking up is a rocky roller coaster of emotions, and many of us experience the stages of grief, specifically denial, when waking up in the morning. Denial that your alarm went off. Denial that it's only Wednesday and not Friday. Denial that you have, what, 50 more years of this every day for the rest of your life? How do you trick yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go on. I'm ready. How do you trick yourself into getting out of bed in the morning? The only way for me to really cope with my day is to deny, deny, deny. I allow myself to slip into a constant state of denial in which I just simply don't believe that anything I'm doing is real. Some would say that I need therapy, and to them I say, ha, you aren't even real. This is all a dream. And then I walk away. I never really accomplish anything because there's no point when nothing is real. But I know that to end the dream, I have to go through the motions of the day, and then I wake up, and I'm in bed once more. It's really the only way to exist. Remove yourself so far from reality that nothing causes you pain. I haven't felt anything in years. Florence, how do you deal with the pain, painful, painful mornings that we are forced to exist in? With an elaborate trap and pulley system, I created an elaborate Rube Goldberg-like contraption designed to jumpstart my day. At exactly 3.30 a.m., A special hamster treat is dropped into the cage of my roommate hamster and spirit guide Phil. This causes Phil to wake with a start and run over to grab the hamster treat. But what's this? It's not actually a hamster treat, but a small screwdriver? Phil knows what he must do. He walks over to a miniature hamster-sized grandfather clock and begins to wind it. When he's done winding it, the clock strikes 4 o'clock a.m., But instead of a cuckoo bird announcing the hour, a hamster treat flies out. Phil is really Jack now. He bursts through the door, toppling his cage, which is attached to a large bungee. This bungee, when pulled, flips the switch to a coffee grinder. Delicious hazelnut roasted beans fall into the grinder and are ground into a powder as fine as dust. When the coffee dust gets to a certain weight in the grinder, it tips the scale that it is sitting on. This activates a fan, which blows the light coffee dust throughout the apartment, replacing all the oxygen with coffee. I inhale the dust, and the coffee becomes a part of my very DNA. I am coffee. Coffee is me. And with that, I'm ready for my day. So, you know, listener, whatever you can do to just get your butt out of bed in the morning, whatever delusions you have to fall under, whatever toxic poisoning you have to succumb yourself to, you know, just go for it and get it out there and do it and then just be done and like you did it and it's great and then you can retire and you still have to wake up in the morning. So that's... But on your own time, not on the man's time anymore. Or you'll be dead. So look forward to that. Yeah. Today, the sun rose and nothing changed. Tonight, it will set and nothing will change. 
that's a telltale sign that the podcast is coming to an end. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to what we had to say. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Paper News Out Loud for more great episodes. If you like what you heard a lot, leave us a review on iTunes saying what you liked. Please leave a picture of you eating your favorite cereal using only your elbows, a garden shovel, or duct tape. If you're in love with what you heard, invent a tea that tastes exactly like coffee and I will love you forever. I miss coffee, but my sensitive stomach does not. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. I want to thank the champion of breakfast foods, coffee. I also want to thank Jake Harrison for allowing us to use this track titled 5 off of his album Found on SoundCloud and Spotify. Thanks, Jake. You can find his music through the link or by searching at this. Tweet us at realityoutloud, use the hashtag thinkweirderthoughts, and then actually begin to think weirder thoughts. Share with your friends. We hope you learned a thing and made a laugh. Boy, did we lean into the nihilism on that one. (laughs) This entire episode was just Diane Swan song to no longer being able to drink coffee. (laughs) It's been so sad. I had it yesterday um, at like 10 o'clock and I was just like jacked for two hours. Like I was so focused, I was so ready to go.